There's power in our words. Sometimes we might think it, but there's something that happens when we actually verbalize it. There's something that happens when we say it out loud. That's why I think the word God says faith comes by hearing. It doesn't just come by thinking. You might say, well, why do I have to say he's good? Sometimes I think we need to hear it say it from our own lips. There have been times when I cannot rely on what other people say, but I have to say it myself. And I have found that he is good. I have found that he is good. That's his default. Not only is it default, that's who he is. Hallelujah. If I, if I could ask you, and you don't have to say this out loud, but if you would describe something as good, just think about that for a second. If you were to describe something as good, whether it's a sunset, whether it's a walk, whether it's a sport, an activity, a hobby, sitting down and reading a book, but something that you would say, oh, that is so good, just think about that for a second. Indulge yourself to just think about something that just... It's good. He's better. He's better. He's better. He's better. I'm going to keep saying that. He's better. He's better. He's better. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Hallelujah. This morning we have special guests came all the way from Eagle Mountain in Abbotsford. Traveled five miles uphill in the snow both ways to be with us. We have Brian and Diana Lee Walrand and their two daughters, Jenea. And Kaylee. (laughs) Yeah, you got to give me a hand because I've been struggling with that one all morning. Uh, I've gotten to know Brian over the last five, six years, about five. We connected through a, a ministry time at Minister's Fellowship out in Chilliwack. And he had a he had a prophetic word, but he presented it in such a unique way. He rhymed. It's like, that stretches me. I can't, I can't rhyme if you paid me for it. But it was so beautiful. And, and so he has this amazing gift that God has given him. And he moves prophetically, but he also moves through uh, spoken word. I said that, and my kids looked at me and laughed. And it's like, I'm using a technology, like, like a cool word, and they just laughed at me. But, but his passion, their passion, is to equip the body of Christ to see those who do not know Christ come alive to see Christ and to know him. They're all about eternity. 
And uh, so I'm very excited to have you. We've tried to connect and uh, we've talked about getting together and having a minister for a while and uh, we were able to find some dates that worked. Um, I want to thank your pastor who's not here but Pastor Brian who's down the road for releasing you today and allowing you and and ministering uh, at LifeSpring but also blessing you as you minister and pour out to the body of Christ. We are not just one body, we are a large body, and we are one part of many. Hallelujah. Before we have Brian come and share, um, the announcements, ladies meeting this week. Oh, he goes away for a week. They've been in Hawaii. If that's why they look so relaxed, they've been in Hawaii for a week. And, and, uh, you might have to point him out and say something to him because they flew all night to get here. So if you see him nodding his head, just shout, Hey, you! And he doesn't have a middle name, but sometimes we give him a middle name. Um, so ladies, Bible study is this Tuesday evening here at the church at 7, 7 bells. There is a book. If you haven't purchased your book already, there's one at the back. And you need to look at the activities for ladies' Bible study because they alternate um, some of the activities. Um, that is the only activity this week. Next Sunday, Thanksgiving Sunday, we're going to have also an appreciation time next Sunday where we want to thank all of you. This cannot happen with each one of you, and there's many others, so I want to encourage you to come next Sunday. We want to take some time to celebrate family. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for each one of you. I'm thankful for you who pray. I'm thankful for you that come and cut the grass. I'm thankful for you that clean the toilets because then I don't have to. I'm thankful for those who teach the Sunday school. We have a wide scope of people involved in the ministry of the church. We are all ministers. We're all ministers. So that is next Sunday. And then, um, I, ha I don't think I've announced this at all, but October 16th, Olivia and I are going to Kenya um, for two weeks. Uh, we've been invited to minister, and uh, we got our shot shots uh, in the last week, and it kind of hit home, and it's like, ooh, this is getting close. Um, so we are leaving on Sunday, October 16th. We will not be here during the service. Uh, we're catching a jet plane, and... Uh, so we will be away Sunday the 16th, to, and we will be back at the end of the month, um, October 29th. I think we're back. Um, but if you could pray for us, um, we're going with the Picklicks who have shared and been with us, and Pastor Nelson and Pastor Daniel have done some ministry with them. Amen. Children, oh, before that, I want to thank all of you for giving. We do a lot of giving. We give like Katie does. Awesome. <laughs> Bless you, Katie. Thank you. Um, we give the old-fashioned way, and we give the new tech way online. Thank you for giving. And uh, when you give, you give to the Lord. So, um, yes, you may give to a particular ministry, but you are giving to the Lord. Awesome. Um, Children, you may be excused for Sunday school and for youth. All right. 
Brian, would you like to come up? And Diana Lee, would you like to come up? I want to introduce you to Brian and Diana Lee Walrand. Come on, guys. Amen. Welcome them this morning. Amen. You guys have been faithful, caring, loving friends. And I will say this, you contact me more than anybody else. He reaches out, always wanting to make sure I'm doing okay, that the kids are doing okay. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Your prayers avail much. So thank you. So I, I have not heard you share publicly, so I'm, I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to receive. You're scared. <laughs> I, well, I'm scared. <laughs> All right, you ready to receive? Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Dave and the church family here at Solid Rock. We're so thankful and just honored to um, have the opportunity to come and share what the Lord has put on um, on our hearts and Brian's heart this morning. And um, just so you get to know us just a little bit, um, we're Brian and Diana Lee, obviously, and our girls are here with us. Um, Janea and Kaylee. Janea is older. Kaylee is younger. But Kaylee is taller and Janae is shorter. <laughs> uh, we do live here in Abbotsford and we attend Life Spring Church. And we are in full-time ministry with a minist our ministry called RS1 Motivational Media. Um, and our passion is to ignite passion, unlock potential, unleash creativity, and inspire purpose. And our passion is to equip the body of Christ to do what they're called to do, to find their purpose in every day and walk it out in everyday life. Um, and so we stepped into full-time ministry while we were living in Fort McMurray about um, six years ago. And then we moved down to Red Deer, and we were there for two years, and that's kind of where we established, you know, the the base of the ministry. And we started traveling. We started we traveled all throughout uh, America. Our first like sort of ministry tour was through 20 states and four provinces in a busted up motorhome that was given to us. And it was on that trip that we really found out what it is that God had for us to do. Um, we spoke at churches, but along the way while we were traveling, we just encountered just divine, we just called them divine appointments because it was like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> like God just set up these um, encounters with people where we saw people, we actually saw three atheists saved in a mall parking lot in 45 minutes. And... Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's, inc it's incredible, and the incredible thing about that story is that it wasn't just that moment. We've been in contact with one particular boy's family all since then, and we've seen the mom get saved and be baptized along with her daughter, and now the son, who was the original guy who got saved, is now baptized just a couple weeks ago. And we've been able to kind of just be um, kind of 
be along the journey, not just that one moment in time. We've been able to be in contact with them and and uh, just rejoice with them what God is doing in their lives. And so, um, obviously, COVID came and put a wrench in the traveling part of stuff. And so we just decided that we would trade in our planes and trains and automobiles <laughs> for our feet. And we just started walking around our neighborhood and. Brian kind of started first, and he would walk, you know, the whole up Eagle Mountain, down Eagle Mountain, all along Del Air, and back up Whatcom, and and in that time, uh, and then I started to walk with him, uh, and uh, in that time, we would just start to meet our neighbors, and at first, uh, the first time I went with Brian, I think he was, like, calling out specific addresses, going, God, I just pray for 39246, and I was like, Brian, you can't do that! <laughs> Like, these people are going to call the cops. Like, some crazy man's calling out our address. (laughs) And so, but in that time, we, you know, he just really started to pray. And we would pray as we'd walk. And we just started to meet our neighbors and get to know them. And then we saw people... um, Go, just start to give us encouragement, like, keep doing it, I hear you pray, or, you know, all of that, and um, we've just seen God do some really awesome things. A whole family is now coming to church, um, given their life to the Lord, and have been discipled just from meeting them as we walk, and so um, we're just excited about what God is doing in this time because it's you know it's been a different season but we know that God is still working and you know throughout COVID I know that we've all gone through a really tough time some of us have really kind of felt traumatized by this time Uh, you know uh, maybe even hopeless maybe there's been some anxiety depression all of that kind of stuff and we've kind of been through the ringer I would say um, for a number of months but Um, over the last number of months, the Holy Spirit is just breathing life back into the dry (laughs) bones of our life and calling us to life. And so today's message is called Come Alive, and we just really want to speak. We want the Holy Spirit to speak into your life, to speak into the dry places, to speak into the broken places, and call you to come alive once again. So, um, we're going to play a video in a sec, but Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your goodness and your faithfulness, God. Holy Spirit, we just ask, God, that you would begin to work and move, open the hearts um, and ears of our spirits, God, so that we hear what you're speaking to us this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here with us, and we thank you that you're going to speak to us this morning. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. You can play the video. Jesus said, I'm the one one who raises the dead and gives them life. Anyone anyone who puts his trust in me will live again, again, even if he dies. Come alive. Words with enough juice to jumpstart your engine so that you can go. Words that will pull you out of the ditch so you can get back on the road. Come alive. Words that will activate dormant gifts and dreams so that creativity will flow. Words that will wake you out of complacency by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come alive. Words that will blow on the dying embers and fans the flame. Words that bring healing into bodies and minds that are writhing in pain. Come alive. 
is a declaration and proclamation of freedom to those who will call on Jesus' name, restoring that which was lost or stolen in such a way that you will never be the same. Come alive, words filled with immense power and resurrection life, words that speak prophetically to broken hearts whose passion and fire has died. Come alive, brings refreshing to the desert places and tired souls, parched and dry. It's a beacon of hope for those in despair and depression contemplating suicide. Yes, come alive. Words that bypass the best mechanism of your tormented mind. And words that bring freedom to those bound in shackles of fear and paralyzed. Come alive, inject peace into the chaos and confusion with truth. Deactivating lies, it has the anointing to destroy to the works of the devil by the morning church it is such a privilege to be here and you may not know this or see it but you will I am very excited to be here <laughs> I'm just telling you just even the relationship that I have with uh, with Pastor Dave uh, is real special to me and even just being able to meet Winona those last few years and just be praying with them and just, and just connecting with them and just getting to see his heart and just see, see you and your church go through so much and but to see you come out on the other side is a testament to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that takes us through anything. And so in my, uh, this morning, I don't know who you are, but I'm, I'm a little mad because you had got me because you got me up really early. <laughs> and I don't know who, I mean, I usually get up early, but uh, this morning I was just, I already took my shower the night before, just like, you know, I'm just going to just finish off. And then just about, I don't know, about 5.30, I got up and then I'm trying to finish off and the Lord says, it's time to go, you need to go out, go out. I'm like, I got to finish. He goes, go out. So at about 6 o'clock, 6.30, I'm on my way up to the top of the mountain, which I get to see almost every day. And, uh, but this is before the sunrise. So as I was going up the top of the mountain, it's pretty dark. And I just felt, I just, for some reason, I had something on, uh, about the sunrise to come into my heart. So as I got to the top of the mountain, it was before you could see the, the shimmering of the, of the sun behind the mountains, but it was still dark. And so then I just, I, and it's going to take a few moments before uh, the sun went up. And so I needed to get back down so I could finish, finish up a little bit. And the Lord says, no, uh, stay here. Watch. And, uh, and there was times where I'm just going, oh, man, I got to go. And so I had my, um, my phone, and I was just uh, doing a time lapse. That's how long <laughs> it was. Um, and so 
I just kept my eyes on, on, the, on the mountain and then just where the shimmer was, and it just kept on coming up and coming up. And uh, even though, and I, I, I looked away, I tried to look away, but I felt the Lord just say, just keep looking and just keep coming up. And then all of a sudden, a, a beam of light just kind of went over the mountain, and then you saw a little bit of the sun, and it just kept on coming. And I felt it just say, don't look away. Kept on coming up and coming up until the, the uh, sun was above the mountain. And, uh, and this, this is what I felt the Lord say, is that uh, in so many ways we have lost the anticipation and expectation of the sun rising in our life. For so many times we've been through really hard times and how many know we get focused on the hard times, on the things that just go on and on that seems like it's my, my, uh, my MO, the way things are, is just hard. It's just dark. It's just like I'm going through the mud. And the Lord said to me as I, was, as I watched it, and it was glorious. And when the sun came up, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in a way that, that I haven't. I felt my heart jump a little bit as the sun just rose up. And he just said, he said to me, I don't know who you are, but the Lord said he wants to restore your anticipation and expectation that the sun will rise in your life and bring warmth, restoration, and power and hope back to it. And so uh, as I was beginning, uh, as I I was preparing uh, last night, the Lord uh, also gave me a word for you guys. And it's, the word is, don't let the lamenting of, and grief of what you lost keep you from focusing on what you've gained. In all the dark times, the spear and the tears, there's been an amazing exchange. The tragedy that hit you in your gut and took your breath away, the thing that pushed you to the end of yourself and made you deathly afraid, caused you to cry out to God as you wept bitterly and desperately prayed He deposited something in the depth of your soul. Now you have something important to say. How you were lost and hopeless and wanted to give up and somehow you found your way. How you found peace, hope, and joy in the midst of the darkest time. And for some of you, is how you are alive today. As you take a look back at at what almost brought you to your knees in defeat. You can use that testimony and what Christ has done to inspire others and set people free. You will find purpose and reason for living while kicking the devil in the teeth. Let me say that one more time. You will find purpose and reason for living while kicking the devil in the teeth. In the midst of trauma, heartache, depression, and pain, don't let the lamenting and grief of what you've lost keep you from focusing on what you've gained. Hmm. Come alive, people. Come alive. I'm just saying to you that in this season, we have had so much death, discouragement. We have so many things put on us. I mean, and I know, and some of y'all are sick of me even talking about it or anybody talking about it because it's just been so much. But I want you to tell you that even as we've gone through our stuff, I know you've gone your, through your stuff. I don't think anybody has been uh, spared some of the things that have been just perpetrated on society, but also have come to kill, steal, and destroy. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh? 
We are all in this together. This is, I believe this, the word that God's given me is not is for me, for you, but for the, for, for the nations, because we need to come alive. Genesis 2, 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed in, into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. <laughs> don't you don't you glad that somebody came alive in the beginning? John eleven twenty five and 26 says, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live again, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? I love that part because it's a woman. He's saying that. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> woo, man, don't, don't shout me down. No. <laughs> I really love that part when he says that is because he's speaking directly to somebody. He's not just putting it out there to everybody. He's speaking to somebody. And it was Martha. And if anybody knows Martha, I mean, I kind of know her, I read about her. Um, she was always busy doing something. Mary was the one that was at Jesus' feet. And so he speaks to the one that's always busy. Jesus, I am the resurrection life. Oh, stop. Don't look away. Look at me. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me believes in me and will never die. Do you believe this? And I'm just saying this to you, that in this world, we have been trapped into being too busy. I want to let that lay right there. Too busy to pray, too busy to focus, too busy to, to engage in uh, meaningful relationship. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying like it's sometimes, especially during this time, we've been too busy just... Just uh, chillaxing or just trying to get away from the stuff. But somebody said this to me, and I, I, and I, I won't say that it's uh, from the Apocrypha or anything like this. But uh, he said this, you know what busy means? Bound under Satan's yoke. Sometimes we get so busy that we're too busy to do what we need to do. That's just something I just wanted to give you today. <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> Romans 8, 11 said, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised them from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. And uh, I was preaching at uh, Teen Challenge a few weeks ago. And I read this, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in us. And I had to stop because you know what? I realized that I didn't really have a true revelation of that. Because if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in us and quickens us, don't you, wouldn't there be a different manifestation in our lives of his grace, of his power, yeah. of his healing, yeah. of his restoration? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, this is not to cause, uh, cause a heavy to put on you. I'm just saying get some anticipation that the Jesus that we serve is not just a little pocket knife. It's a sore. It's powerful. Hmm. 
as the time of dying ends and the time of living begins, to some it makes no sense, but here's the evidence. Everything that could have happened has happened, and you survived. You've been barren without and struggling, and now it's time to thrive. It's hard to start living when you've been living dead. It's time to adjust your thinking, get things right in your head. It's like you've been on life support, just waiting a flat line. You felt your eyes closing, but that was only nap time. You came close to losing faith, but you never crossed that line, and you only dreamed this day would come. Well, now is that time. I know you've been burnt and you just see ash and remains out of death comes life before joy this pain I know you've been in drought but here comes the rain cause hope is being restored to your life again you ask where and when well here is where and now is when the time of dying ends and the time of living begins now hmm Oh, man. But you but Acts 1 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Man, in Huntington, in Clearbrook, you know, in Eagle Mountain, in Glen Mountain. No, man, e even in Yarrow. Everywhere. No, just kidding. <laughs> to the ends of the earth. The whole same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And the Holy Spirit has come. And in this time, I believe that he is wanting to just put some defibrillators on our souls and our spirits and jumpstart us again. Because it says in the, it says John 10, 10, that these purposes to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Hmm. Ezekiel 37, 4 to 6. I'm just speaking the word because I want to speak life into your spirit that it goes past your mind, past your defense mechanism, past the religious mindsets of I know this, I heard this. Then he said to me, Ezekiel says, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say dry bones. Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Come alive. I will put flesh and muscle on you and you and cover you with skin and I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I don't know. I don't know what God was wanting to do in your life, but I know he wants to do something great. And I want to speak. I, I, I have to speak to our beloved frosted-haired saints. You know, I am one of them. I just I shave real well. <laughs> but I want to say to you that God is not done with you, not yet, not even in the least. That there are still more miles on you, kilometers, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, wrong place. There's some more kilometers on you. There's some things that are in your hearts that haven't been uh, that haven't been attained yet. There's some promises that is still you're still waiting on. And the enemy has been pummeling you and saying, you know what? You're obsolete. You don't have a voice. I, why do I even matter? Do I even have anything to say? And the Lord said, did I put breath in you? Amen. Did I give you promises? Did I fashion you? Are you still alive? Are you still breathing? then I still got work for you to do. Amen. I know some of y'all were hoping, I said, it's almost done. 
You get to go home. You get to do what you get to do those things. But you know what? The enemy comes in and he hasn't come in. And like a flood, God is raising up a standard against it. And he's and, and it's not by the quote, the perfection professionals, the ones that are up here all the time. But the, but you, you, wherever you are. Hmm. And so I mean, I'm just you know, I'm just going to flow like you told me I could. Cool. Um, I want to speak to a couple of things. Is that there are things that have gone dormant in your life. There's things that you pray for or God is calling you to pray for. There's actually a couple of intercessors in this place that God is trying to reboot you, trying to just get you up again. And then you're like, oh, too tired. Or I don't know if I can do this anymore. So or let somebody else do it. I did my time. But God has been speaking. He's been speaking. He gets been speaking, and it's like, and his Lord says, how long will you resist them? There is some work that is needing to be done in the spirit because in this place, in this compound, in this place that's hidden from the, the rest of Abbotsford, this is my first time actually seeing this building. I've seen the other one, but not this one. I've never been back here before. But in this place, I, as, as, he, as Pastor Dave ha- had us walk around, man, it's right. There's something, there's something percolating in here. The pr- prophetic vision that has not come to pass yet. There's prophetic things that have been spoken into this place, in, even to very fibers of the, the, the walls, the carpets. And, and I'm just saying in Jesus' name, come alive. Because I don't know. What, so I'm, I'm just saying to you, there's different things in different ones of your life that has died, that you have let go, and God is like, it's time. If you can bring that. See, I see your sword. Why is it laying on the ground? (laughs) I know you've been through so much stuff, and maybe you just laid it down. I know it's been real hard to move, and that's because you're bound. It's like you've been knocked out and then went 13 rounds, and you've been pounded and pounded, and you still can't move. I don't mean to intrude, but you weren't meant to lose, but so much been lost, and even more has been taken, and you've been lulled to sleep, but now you're being shaken, and as you're awakened, you're hearing the truth. It's not my opinion, because we have the proof. Where are the answers to all your prayers and petitions? Well, something happened through all the lockdowns and restrictions maybe you dropped your sword and stepped out of position and aborted the mission in some ways you lost faith God said to trust him but it was too long to wait so you got unplugged and lost your power instead of fighting the fight you drank back and cowered and you're being devoured by something unseen that's killing your spirit and devouring your dreams and now you're intimidated by this godless majority abdicated your right and position and lost your authority and you feel so worthless like you have nothing to give and you've been dead so long you forgot how to live and it's not just you There's so many other soldiers disarmed. That's why I'm blowing the trumpet and sounding the alarm. It's time to wake up and make some decisions. Get into position so you can fulfill the mission. It's the dawn of a new day, a time to move forward, united in purpose, in one accord, not just for ourselves, but for the glory of the Lord. So take your place in this battle. Be courageous and do what you were meant to do. And pick up your sword. Pick up your sword. Pick up your sword. This represents what God has told you to do. 
This represents the purposes that have died. This represents those words that were so clear and so real at one point, and the enemy has come in and tried to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said he came to give you life and life abundantly. Pick up your sword. I don't know who that's for. But I'm saying to you that there's some creativity, there's some singers, there's some people that have moved in the prophetic and in healing. There's some people that have businesses or different things that have been that's been spoken into the depths of this spirit. And the enemy has come to kill and steal and just take it away. And the Lord says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of power and a sound mind. And I'm just saying to you, whoever you may be. It's time to pick up your sword. There's an activation that God is doing today. As, as, I, come, as I come here, I just, I just feel the Lord saying that, that, uh, that the high places are coming down. The low places are coming up and he's making a way for his spirit to move forward in this time, in this place. I want to just tell you something. I remember coming down the mountain. I go up the mountain, I come down the mountain, so I say those words a lot. So sometimes I'm like scared. People might think that I might be starting a cult because I'm like, hey, I'll go up the mountain and God spoke to me and I come down the mountain. You know, it's like, I'm like, no, that's not my heart, not at all. But I know uh, when Moses went out up the mountain, he came down with stuff that's with uh, tablets that had a lot of thou shalt nots. And I feel like we've been in a thou shall not dispensation. You can't do this. You can't do this. Stop doing that. And I'm like, <laughs> one day I'm going to come down the mountain with two iPad tab tablets that says do something. <laughs> come on. This, you, the, what, God, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We're the earthen vessels, but in us is the treasure. And so I, I just want to just say, I, listen, I can't sing well. I mean, from what my family says. Um, but over the last few, as I go and up and down the mountain, I begin, to, just a song has been released, you know. You know, I used to have my earbuds playing, you know, just, and all of a sudden, I, the, I just couldn't whisper no more. And so then I got a Bluetooth speaker that actually broadcast it to the neighborhood and my wife doesn't like it that it's at 6 a.m. <laughs> and uh, he's saying that people are very mad at you. <laughs> and so what's interesting is I go through the, uh, the, um, the neighborhood and I worship the Lord. I pray and praise him. I, when I get to the top of the mountain, it, <laughs> I'm like, in Jesus' name, I pray that your glory will cover the earth as the waters come to cover the sea, that the kingdoms of this earth will come to become the kingdoms of our God, and he shall reign forever and ever. And when I'm up there, I feel the most uninhibited, and I begin to speak the promises of God, the things that he's spoken in my heart, and also the things that I believe he's speaking in the city, and I just pray in different things. And, and, the, and Eagle Mountain is paved all the way up to the top. That's so great for somebody from New York because I don't like the bush, so I can walk all the way up and still be, have some concrete under my feet. So I've seen it build up. I've seen the houses go in. So as I'm out going up the top, there's this one guy. Uh, he's probably in his 70s uh, from Quebec. Uh, his, uh, the wife, his name is Lucy, Les and Lucy. So cute. Um, 
And so as I go up there, I, and so it's pretty early, and I come up, I'm singing and just, huh, just ready, just give. And I say, hey, how you doing? He goes, huh? He, he goes like, he said this to me. He goes, you know what? Every time you come up the hill and we see you, it makes our day. In fact, all the neighbors are talking about it at six o'clock in the morning, honey. Um, there's something about there's something about living your life of in faith out loud, not so it can be broadcast and make a noise, but so that when we give in glory to Him, it creates something that changes the atmosphere. Man, I was, I was coming up the mountain one time, and then this couple was going down, so we passed each other. As I, as, as I passed them, the Lord said, you need to pray for their kids. I'm like, all right. So they go down, <laughs> and he goes down to the bottom. She goes to the uh, halfway point. So, so as I'm coming back down, she comes up first. I say, hey, how you doing? Whatever. What's your name? Has seen her for like two years. Didn't know her name. That's a problem. I should have known that before, just to say. But I did. What's your name? And then she said, then I said, hey, I felt I need to pray for your, uh, your kids. And she goes, yeah, uh, do you have any? Yeah, we have a six, 17 and 16-year-old boy. I said, now I know why we need to pray for them. And, <laughs> and then she goes, hey, it's 6.40, 7.45 in the morning, but you know what? I know they're asleep. You want to come back to the house and pray for them now? I'm like, well, we're a little bit too far from that to do that. So I pray with them. And as I'm about to pray with her, she goes, and pray for my family. All right, pray for her family. And she happened to be a, a Sikh. There's a lot, lot of uh, Sikhs up, up in Eagle Mountain. So, as, uh, so I pray for them. And so I, she goes up. I go down. Her, her uh, husband comes up. As he's coming up, he goes, and I'm right from here to right here. He goes, he has his hands up, and he goes, every time I see you, you make me happy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Never had a man say that to me. Um, and so... And as I see, he goes, you know what, every time I see you, you seem like you're so happy. And I said, well, you know, I just talked with your wife, prayed for your kids. It goes, hey, you want to come up to the house and give us? I mean, so I prayed. So we talked or whatever, and I prayed for them. And then I went out the next day. As I'm coming down, he's coming up. He goes, can you pray for me? He goes, you, I have everything I need. I'm not wanting for anything. But I'm miserable, stressed out, and I can't sleep. And you seem to have something that I need. So I, so I, I said, sure. Well, so I shared with him the gospel. So he, he realized that happiness doesn't just happen like that. Right? But I prayed for him. The next day, I meet him. We go up. We, actually, I meet him as we go up together. And he goes, I haven't slept like this. And I don't know how long. And also that oppression and that thing that was on me, he didn't necessarily know that's what it was. I was like, and the demons I prayed off of you were gone, and him and his wife felt so good. And he just says, keep praying because it works. I'm just saying... I'm just saying to you, in, I'm, I'm going to say this, even, even in the basketball court, I was coming down from the mountain one time. Don't worry, you don't have, always have to come down from the mountain to get things to happen. Um, but I was coming down, and I went into a park, and I remember praying to God that, that day, saying, God, I, lead me to somebody that, need, that is looking for you. I mean, just those words. So I go past the Eagle Mountain basketball court where it is, and the Lord says to linger there. So I linger there, and then I look down this guy is sitting underneath the basketball hoop <laughs> and he goes hey brian i'm like brian like wow is he an angel no 
it just turns out I talked to him about uh, a year and a half ago. And he said that from the time that you talked to me, I used to just meditate. Now I actually was praying, and I was praying here looking for God, but I couldn't find him. So right in center court, I got to preach the gospel to him and also lead him to Christ in Aberystwyth. Not, not, not in uh, uh, Nepal, not in Kenya, not, in, uh, not across the world, not across in, my, in the neighborhood. And that's been happening over and over. Different people saved, healed, delivered in our neighborhood. Amen. So today, as you can say, tell, I have a whole lot more here that I have time to share. But what I do have to share is that that which God has put in us is important for what he wants to do here in this church and in our city. And I want to just speak into that and just say that there's too many, too many uh, decades of experience in Jesus here. Not that there's too many, but I mean there's so much experience here. There's people that remember when you, you experienced a move of God that just, that you, that took your breath away, that you just, we left you wanting more and more and more. And you, you're in your heart, you go, you long for those days. You long to see the healings. You long to see the salvations, the deliverances. You long for that. I just want to say, God is want to make you hungry this morning. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. But you know what? At our hardest point where we didn't know what to do, we didn't feel the river. We didn't feel the presence. We were under such a cloud, but the Lord began to just percolate. Give me a, a, it had a song, you probably know it. I got a river of life flowing out of. It kept on coming and coming like day after day. And you know what? I don't even like the tune to that song. So God was using something I didn't like to, to ignite something, but I kept on saying it. I kept, it kept on going. I couldn't stop. My wife I would hear me saying then she started humming it a little bit. But you know what? Then at that point, though, there was something that was changing. And then fast forward to June. Over this last two months, I'm experiencing uh, God and the moving of his spirit more than I've ever have in my life. I'm having those defined appointments that I just told you about happen one to six times a day. A day. Blows my mind. Can he, does he do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that we can answer or think? Can he? I'm telling you that even your, your promises or the things that you're believing for is still not even, doesn't even come close to his majesty and his grandeur and his power. I'm just saying to you that there needs to be an expectation. He wants you to have an expectation of the sun rising in your life. Again, a restoration of that which has been lost, that which has been broken, that which has uh, totally that you feel have been annihilated. Man, the devil has thrown everything he could at us. You can look at just the fact that you're still standing makes him angry because you're, you're not the one that fights for you. It's the Lord that fights for you. 
You're not the one that has brought you this far. It's the Lord that's brought you this far. And when our, and our trust is on him who has brought us, we can let go of our insecurity and our doubt and our fear because the fact is you are still here. Isn't that a miracle? Enough. Hmm. Well, Pastor Dave, you might have to invite me back again if you want. (laughs) But I just wanted to say this. In order to come alive, there's some things that need to die. Wow. I know you didn't like that segue. It says in John 24 to 20, 12, 24 to 26, says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat, was planted, wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, of plentiful, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. And just quickly, to bring it all down to closing. In the economy of this, of, uh, of this society, we're told many different things. We have different things that we hold on to for security. But I feel the Lord wants to have a fresh uh, word for us. That this, if this world needs Jesus, we need him too. And if we don't have him to give to the world, we have nothing to give them. In light of eternity, we can give the, if we can give this, the people everything this world has to offer, offer. But if we don't give them Jesus, we will have given them nothing. And I believe Solid Rock, I believe God is about to, and he, he desires to, bring you alive, not just to say you're breathing. Amen. Not to say that, not just to, so that you, oh, I got another air, I got no, some more air. No, he's bringing you alive so that you can live. Amen. And out of that life comes the power and the anointing of God to change everything around us. It's not a pipe dream. It's not something that I'm just of platitudes. I'm sick of religious platitudes that tell us every, everything works out for good. Say the Lord, even though it's really bad still, it's still bad. I'm still. No, that's the word that says that even in the craziest of times, there's a there's the light, the, the sun is going to shine again. That there is light coming over you. So I, I, there's, there's a refreshing coming over you that you have doubted some of you. I'm just saying let the spirit of unbelief fall to the ground in Jesus' name. Let the hope, anticipation of what God is percolating become, come to full boil. People! Huh. And so I just want to pray this morning. <laughs> hmm. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. Thank you for Solid Rock. Thank you for, for, who, uh, for everyone here. God, I thank you for the prophetic um, voice that's, that, that is speaking over this congregation, Lord God. Come alive.
to that which is dead. I speak to songs, poetry. I speak to um, just the gifts of the spirit. This is a prophetic gift that's been suppressed for too long. And you know God's been trying to get you to go, but you're like, I don't know. God says, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, you know. Speak it forward. Speak it forth. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, that you begin. Lord God, I thank you for worship songs. I just, there's a new nut level of worship songs that's going to be come out of this house. There's going to be things that God does that you're going to say, I remember that was prophet. I remember that. But in Jesus' name, I just call that forth. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So. Amen. Awesome. That was good. Amen. I've got something for you. That was good. That was better than any other food. That's about as good as my poetry. Oh, that was good. (laughs) Amen. It sounded really good up here. (laughs) Amen. Can I ask for you and Diana Lee to go to the back doors there? I've been impressed in my spirit in the last month, month and a half to pray blessing. I've been doing it, we've been doing it as a body, but physically blessing, passing it on. And even if it's a handshake, it doesn't have to be a, a 10 minute, just, just to bless everyone here today. So if, if you and Diana Lee could go to the back door Amen. If you want to receive, the way you receive is by going, and actually there's an aspect of taking in receiving. So this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to receive from Brian and Diana Lee. Amen. So please, when they receive, have an attitude of receiving, and uh, I'm expecting God that you will be blessed. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. God bless.